Things in life are free, but you can keep them for the birds and bees. I want money. It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. I'll cry if I want to. Die if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. Welcome to my world. Yes. Ooh. Yes. It's another fruit corner with Harry, Janet, Tony, Alan. Tony, Alan. Tony, Alan, Nana, Alan, Catsonella, Bogan by the Sea. <laughs> There's a tiny house. There's a tiny house. They want 89,000 for it. And they want 89,000 for it. No central heating, poor state repair, bit of dry rot. You'd have to rip that kitchen out for a start. Needs a lot of work. No central heating, poor state repair, bit of dry rot. You'd have to rip that kitchen out for a start. Needs a lot of work. Here, I had a survey done on my house the other day. <laughs> I had a survey done on my house and apparently... Most people think it's quite nice. <laughs> a tremendous boost. Well, I've been out. I've been out and I bought a lovely record this week. Mm -hmm. Prince Charles sings Musical Youth. <laughs> a reference there to the Duchy of Cornwall, of course. Very good. 1995, still no follow-up album for Musical Youth. If you like Chinese food, why not try some Chinese food? It's tasty, hot food that originates from China. Chinese food, available from places marked Chinese restaurant. Now, the top shelf of any news agent, of course, that contains the girly magazines, doesn't it, eh? The girly magazines. Mayfair, Nay Fiesta. Mayfair, Nay Fiesta, that's how I remember it. <laughs> now, you're a little tiny fella, right? You can't reach those top magazines, can you? You've got to make do with the Angling Times. <laughs> and that's why, and back me up on this, girls, if you ever go home with a little tiny fella, the first thing he wants to do is weigh you and has a photograph taken with you. <laughs> he might run a bath for you, but he keeps getting you out, so have a look at you. And talking of the shorter man, Where's my little son today, Alan? He's up on his perch, Harry. He says he's not coming down because you didn't introduce him at the top. Come on, little Alan. <laughs> come to Daddy. I have a nice little nut in a stocking. Come on, come to Daddy. Still hasn't got the hang of that flying, has he? Ah, <laughs> oh, little Alan. Half boy, half Robin. And due to 16 years of conservative government, only able to communicate by tapping. Little Alan goose tip, tip, tip. So that's one tap for yes. Tip, tip, tip. Two taps for no. Tip, tip, tip. And the theme from the new adventures of Black Beauty to express the desire to fly. <laughs> Be still, my red vested beauty. And he's on you know, when they brought the board game out, TV's Mastermind, didn't have Magnus Magnuson on the front, did it? 
And a man with a beard and a Chinese woman. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> well, many of you may know that I am a single man. Yes, I got the test back, and yes, I'm single. <laughs> My only real love, Jean, was killed in a car crash. Yes, we were driving along, playing Trivial Pursuit. Right? <laughs> I'm asking the questions. She's driving. She's got the board on her knees. Right? Silly thing to do. Right? My question for her: What was Whitney Houston's first number one? She looks down for a second. The car spun out of control, went straight into a tree. <laughs> I ran around. I've got hold of my arms. She looks up at me with her last dying breath. Of <laughs> I'll never forget. She said, "I'll always love you." <laughs> I said, "No, I want to dance with somebody." <laughs> I couldn't let her have it. <laughs> it was for a piece of pie. Right? <laughs> you don't give questions like that away, do you? Eh? She's lying there. The ambulance man came. He shook her like that. He said to me, "Is she fully compass mentors?" I said, "I think you'll find she's third-party fire and theft." <laughs> so, so confirmed bachelor ever since. And so it was with heavy heart that last week I applied for a Filipino wife. Yes. <laughs> you allow some ten days for delivery. Uh, she should be should be turning up pretty soon. You know. You know when you. When you see someone on the telly and you're looking at them, you're thinking, God, what have I seen him in? Well, what have I seen him in? His face is familiar. Hmm? <laughs> Little trick that I've worked out, right? When you see that star, associate that star with a particular bad table manner, right? <laughs> Little system that I've worked out. So that's elbows on the table, Betty Grable. <laughs> Not saying grace, hail and pace. There's just... <laughs> There's just two of them for you to be going on with. <laughs> Magnus Magnuson when that photograph was taken. <laughs> Did the TV show, didn't he? Didn't bother turning up for the ball game photo, either. <laughs> Shocking about Paul Weller organising those cockfights, though. Go on, peck him in the neck. Lovely cock. Peck him, my son. Well, <laughs> what could be funnier than a lovely clown with his big fat belly and horrible greasy skin? <laughs> Let's go and find out as we go backstage at the Big Top with our sometime soap, Clown 4200. Hey, Coco, how did it go out there? It was terrible. Funny wig, no laugh. Funny nose, no laugh. Funny exploding car, no laugh. Well, I'm gonna show them this time. Coco, what are you doing? Don't try and stop me. I am extending my feet two inches beyond regulation crown length. Let's see if Kant don't want to laugh at these hilarious feet, huh? huh? Coco, you know we only allow feet of up to 13 inches. Any longer and it become dangerous funny. <laughs> What if the boys at Clown Union HQ find out? You could be in for a hefty fine or two-year ban. 13-inch stuff it! <laughs> there, it is done! Try not to laugh at these funny feet! Ah! Oh, They are funny! They make even me laugh, and I am a clown! <laughs> but you must not go into that ring, Coco! Just try and 
stop me! Doctor! Come back! Coco the Clown! Hello, Coco the Clown? Uh, no, I am Jojo the Clown. Uh, I wish to speak with Coco. Ben Kingsley, I am, from <laughs> Clown Union HQ. <laughs> I've had reports of illegal enlarging of feet beyond regulation humour length. Coco! Well, exciting stuff there on the set of Clown Watch, Alan. Hey, very exciting. Do you think Jojo will get caught, Alan? Do you? Well, we'll mm -hmm. just have to wait and see, mm -hmm. won't we, Harry? Oh, it's terribly exciting. <laughs> Harry? Yes? Yes, Martin? I do like an onion. We all like an onion, Martin. <laughs> when it starts interfering with your work, you've got to say no. <laughs> Tell me, have you tried an onion patch? Oh, I couldn't eat a whole patch of onions. <laughs> Onion patch applied to the skin releases a steady dose of onion throughout the day. Oh, well, I'll try anything, Harry. You can claim the tax back on that, young Martin. James Horn, my accountant. <laughs> oh, yes, Harry, my rule of thumb is you can claim an onion, but not a radish. Simple enough, of course, but one man's radish is another man's onion. If you get my meaning, if you do follow, do you understand? You get my gist? <laughs> if you need me, I'm at my Ford Open prison office. Cheerio. <laughs> Harry, what's he talking about? What is tax? Well, Martin, the way I've carefully structured the pay on the fruit corner means that you don't have to worry about tax. <laughs> Harry, what is pay? And now, why not the sound of Harry Nielsen getting into a very hot bath? No, I can't forget this evening Oh, your face is evil I guess that's just the way the story goes <laughs> Don't flick your peas, Bob Carroll G's <laughs> There's nothing like Mastermind, was it, the board game? <laughs> like a board with pegs on it, wasn't it? Huh? Like a bowling alley for a midget. <laughs> Here, Alan, Alan, Alan. You know, I, you know, I took that uh, truth drug Savlon last. <laughs> I took the truth drug Savlon last week to prove that I wasn't Zainabadal. Is it possible to have flashbacks on Savlon? <laughs> Why? Well, it's just that I'm feeling all kind of, all kind. Of, oh. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Zainabadal, and here is the news. Hugh Scully has run amok with a pair of antique flintlock pistols. Apparently, during filming in one of the spa towns, Hugh jumped up onto an old table, waved the pistols about, shouting, I'm the boss around here. I know the most about antiques. I want everything to be old now. <laughs> Mr. Scully was coaxed down with a pair of lovely 18th century porcelain figures, and is tonight recovering in hospital. <laughs> and finally, red faces tonight in a competition to see who's got the reddest face. <laughs> That's all the news from me, Zainab Adawi. Good night. Oh, what happened there? Oh, oh, no, it's happened to Harry again. He doesn't realise that these Zainab Adawi attacks of his are getting more and more frequent. But should I tell him the truth and risk a bad reaction, or carry on with this ridiculous charade of lying to my own brother? You're doing it again, aren't you, Harry? <laughs> what? That funny voice. Oh, dear, Harry doesn't seem to know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know about the Zainabadawi attacks, all right. I so what are, you, what are you going to do about them? Well, I rather thought I'd ask Finsbury Park to investigate. 
Is there anything you can do to control these Badawi attacks? I oh, know, Harry. You get like a shooting pain right up there every time you pass water. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Hey. Sorry. What did you say? These Badawi attacks. Oh, I thought. Well, I thought I might start by doing one or two rudimentary tests. I've got some new tests in involving some of the smaller garden birds. Goldcrest? Oh, yes. Kestrel? Yestrel? Buzzard? Yuzzard? Lapwing? Lapwing a ding ding. Jolly good, jolly good. <laughs> Listen, I'll need some more chops, Harry. It's hungry work down here. Lamb, do you, will it? Lamb? Oh. Lamb! Don't, don't help him. Don't help him now. Yeah, yeah, pork will do it. Oh, wow. Oh, well, very interesting oh. result. Very well done to you. Now. <laughs> Harry, uh, did you know that there's enough poison in a crab to kill a household rat? I do now. Cheerio! You know, you can kill a wasp with a rolled-up newspaper. Can't do that with a tiger. <laughs> well, it's not all the great speeches that go well first time. We've looked into the radio archives. We've turned up the first take of the actual speech of Neil Armstrong as he made the first manned moon landing. Hello, this is Houston. Do you copy, Neil? I'm on the door of the capsule, and I'm just opening the door to walk out. Oh, my God. What's wrong, Neil? These steps are awful high up, Mr. <laughs> uh, you all right there, Neil? They're awful high, steep steps, Mr. Cultural. I'm not sure I can do this. What is your problem with the steps, Neil? I don't like heights, Mr. Cultural. I don't think I'm going to be able to... Hey, couldn't one of the other guys go out and say buzz? Uh, Neil... Maybe you should try turning round and going down the steps backwards. Maybe that might help. I can't believe you made the steps so awful steep. <laughs> the tricky problems with the first moon landing there. I'd recognise that sound anywhere. Perched atop of that beauty, it's Nana Hill. The god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. I bring you to burn. Nana, please, in the event of a fire, I've told you you're supposed to say Mr. Sands is in the building so as not to alert the audience and we get out first. Oh no. Will you stop that? Oh, sorry, Harry. It's just that I've just come off the food and drink programme on the Minorities Channel, BBC Two. <laughs> so I'm a bit half-cut. How did you get on? Well, I got on very well with the bloke off Clapperboard. <laughs> Chris Kelly, of course, the Clapperboard man. Yeah, but that blonde woman with the drink problem... <laughs> Well, she started going on about all sorts of different things she could taste in the wine. Wood smoke, horses sweat, <laughs> plums, almonds. She never mentioned the grapes. So I smacked her in the mush and told her to cork it. You 
did what? Relax, Harry. I was dressed as a member of the Children's Film Foundation and old clapperboard Kelly stepped in on my behalf. Yes? Hello, uh, Mr Hill. Yes? The name's Eno, Philip Eno. I'm your new wife. Where do you want me? Filipino, Brian Eno's brother, Philip. Where are we going for the honeymoon? I fancied Crete. Now, hang on a minute. Which side of the bed do you sleep? Do you have separate towels for tops and bottoms? I'm a sheets and blankets man myself, but if you've got a duvet, I'll adapt. Every relationship involves compromise. We've got the rest of our lives together. Now, I do always like to buy my fresh fish at Waitrose. They've got a lovely clean counter there, and I won't budge on that. I won't. Whoa I won't. Whoa there, Philip. Whoa, whoa, boy. Whoa, boy. I can't marry you. Can what do you mean, can't? Well, I can't marry a fella. I'm not into that sort of thing. You know, up all night, shaking hands. Now. <laughs> Now, pull your pants up, <laughs> and off you go. Listen, if it's about buying the fish at Waitrose, I'm willing to compromise. No. <laughs> well, last week, I explained how the film star, Burke Kwok, had asked our permission to set up a nest in the fruit corner here. <laughs> and as you know, it's an extremely prestigious thing to own your own chicken. And Burke offered, in exchange for nesting facilities and hot and cold running, to attempt to lure us here our very own chicken. So please welcome him now, Bert Kwok! Thank you, Harry. I say, the nest is looking nice and cosy, Bert. I try my best. Any, any sign at all of that? And no sign of the chicken yet, Harry. I heard a faint pecking sound earlier, which got my hopes up, but it was me. I see. <laughs> Any particular measures to attract the chicken this week? This week, Harry, I'm trying to attract the chicken with my distinctive chicken call. Which is? Yeah, chicky, 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 chicky! Very <laughs> effective. Any day now, Harry, my chicken will come. Thank you. Thank you, Bert. Uh, do you want to dress me now? Uh, yes, Harry. Uh, let me just warm this cantaloupe melon. So, first up... Oh, and just up... Tighten up the... Lovely. Is that the only song on that album? What about radishes? I never had a hit with radishes. You slip on shoes. Now, what's the point of them? If you slip on your shoes, it's not a very good start, is it? Why'd you do that? Fill the dog. You take me for a long walk in the park? Yeah. Why'd you do that? It's so boring, man. It's boring. Oh, you liked it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the two Simon and Garfunkel. In the clearing stands a boxer and a fighter by his chest. Hey! 
get a lot of letters on the show, and uh, here's one from regular listener Bunty Hoven, who writes... I am a big fan of James Bolam, the Geordie actor who made a name for himself in the 70s as a Geordie actor. <laughs> in When the Boat Comes In, with his high-kicking style, flaming golden locks, and high instep, but... Right, Bunty. Isn't it a shame that he never went into pop music like his brother Mark? Mark Bowen, yes, yes. Can you fix it for me for him to go into pop music? Well, well, Bunty, I had a word with my friends here at the BBC who said they could arrange for James Bowen, brother James Mark, to be in pop Music you see, and we've got a little bit on that coming up now. Well, it was nigh on exactly approximately a hundred years ago when working in the tiny Scottish island of Scotland. <laughs> A young scientist called Logie Baird broadcast the first ever episode of The New Adventures of Black Beauty. <laughs> I think we've got a sample of that coming up. Well, you know, London's glittering West End is packed full of an art form that involves people singing instead of talking. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, of the musical. I went to see Buddy, the Buddy Holly musical, the other day, and it's been described fairly, in my view, as Buddy Brilliant. <laughs> you know, a week after, I went to see the Patsy Klein musical, it's a tribute musical, and to be honest with you, I thought it was Patsy awful. I really did. <laughs> but now it's time to... Dust off your singing larynx and tonsils, working as a team, highly effective, highly effective, and inflate the heart and lungs as the fruit corner salutes the musical. Rat boy! Half rat, half boy. Rat boy is sniffing round the bins. Look out for rat boy, he may get caught in a trap. Really, the Mike Brearley story. Oh, Mr. Brearley. The story of a young Icelandic fisher girl in the height of the Cod Wars, Miss Reykjavik. The Bible story of Judas. Set for music. He's swinging on a rope, old Judas. I bet he's sorry that he betrayed Jesus. I wonder if 
wonder what he'll do with the money. Yes, well, I think. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's uh, got the idea of that. Moving now. <laughs> One small step. It may be a small step for you, but it's a giant leap for me, you <laughs> After a while, the elastic goes on them, and I call them slip off shoes. <laughs> Basically, Magnus turned up for the photo shoot. He did turn up. Right? The man with the beard, he's the photographer, right? He goes to Magnus, he goes, I'll go and sit where you're supposed to sit. You come round, have a look through the viewfinder, right? <laughs> Magnus, being a very clumsy man, pressed the shutter by accident. That just happened to be the one that they liked. That woman with him, she wasn't Chinese, it was his Filipino wife. Oh, go on, I'll be ever so good. No, Philip! Talk with your mouthful, Michael Aspel. tells me it's time to meet our very special celebrity guest. Who is it, Bert? Please be upstanding for Mr. Bill Pertwee! Bill, welcome. Thank you, Harry. Uh, just read from the card, Bill. <laughs> It's a pleasure to meet you at last, Harry. And do you know, you've got lovely skin close up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Now... Well, then, Bill, you, of course, are best known for your knowledge of the latest hair fashions. That's right, Harry. Treat your hair as working capital in the beauty bank. <laughs> Imagine, Harry, a straight, mid-length blonde bob. <laughs> Washed with the faintest grey highlight, hanging free except for a strand to one side, bound in blue-grey silk braid and marcelled at the tips. <laughs> Imagine a short roll of hair just above the forehead, worn with a silvery camisole, <laughs> pearlized eyeshadow and a tan. Imagine a chignon of hair looped around the head like swirls of honey, silk braid woven through the hairline all around. Matching the colours and shape of a slouchy, stripy Sonia Reichel cardigan. <laughs> Harry, imagine yourself beautiful. Uh huh, but um, you were also in Dad's army, weren't you, Bill? <laughs> I suppose I was, Harry, yes. Now, we on the show are all big fans of Dad's Army, of course. We all really fancy being in it. What do you think of that? Sounds a terrible idea, Harry. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Jolly good. So I'll be Wilson. Alan, you can be Pike. Right. Martin Ida, you can be Captain Manning. Okay. Vizzy Park, you right. can be Pike. Right. Benny? Yes, DC? Sorry, yeah. wrong show. <laughs> Sorry. Bert. Bert, you can be Godfrey. Oh, good. Oh, and Bill. Yes, Harry. Just be yourself. All right, men, gather round. I wonder if you wouldn't mind awfully, Cassie Mang. You see, I'm awfully tired. Wilson, 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 stop it. Don't panic, Mr. Manning, don't panic. Uh, 
Mr. Mannering, my sister Dolly has made some <laughs> lovely sandwiches. Uncle Arthur! Uncle Arthur! You stupid boy. You've gone and done it now, Napoleon. Put that light out! Give me that. Hello? Is that Harry Hill? <laughs> yes? You don't know me, but my friend Sheena really likes you! <laughs> go on, go on. She says she fancies you! Oh, really? was Ayatollah Hill and his Fruit Mamuna, written by and starring Harry Hill, with Bert Kwok, Edna Dore, Al Murray, Martin Hyder, Matt Bradstock, and our special guest, Phil Pertwee. Music by Cliff Ranger and the Cliff Ranger Singers. The producer is Joan Magnuson.